I was thinking about doing some gambling myself. You know, just a little bit of money. Maybe doubling it and doubling it several more times. I don't know. Kind of just for fun. I was thinking, do you have any tips or ideas about sure things? Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of By the Hook. Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman with you uh, as we are once again now every week. Andrew, we were away for a long time as we waited for sports to come back, and now they're back. We've got NBA basketball. We've got Thunder Lakers tonight. We have a major championship on the way tomorrow. So we're not in football. We're not exactly in the, the golden era yet of 2020 sports, uh, but we're, we're pretty close. I'm pretty fired up for Thunder Lakers tonight and the PGA Championship this week. You know what's great? Right now as we're on the air, we're getting NBA basketball in the middle of the day on a – what day is it? A Wednesday. You're getting games at 11 in the morning. I'm West Coast this week. I'm on vacation this week. I'm out here uh, in California. So California I'm waking dreaming. up and I get – Yeah, I, I get basketball on at 11 in the morning, go sit by the pool and then watch another game. This is great. It's, every day is like a college football Saturday. You get a game in the morning, a couple in the afternoon, and a couple in the evening. I wish they would do the NBA like this all the time. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it kind of has a March Madness feel to it where it's like yeah. they're all in the same place. They're just going mm-hmm. in a rotation, and you have games mm-hmm. all day. Uh, I'm super jealous of your, your West Coast time schedule for basketball yeah. viewing. Are you going to be out there through Sunday, through the PGA Championship? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in the air on uh, Sunday. I should be back by the back nine on Sunday. So I'm going to miss uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll catch all of it but the back nine. Okay, so, that'll be nine on Sunday. So okay, by then. yeah, that'll be pretty good. It's actually I'm looking forward to being in this time zone for the PGA Championship because I enjoy yeah. primetime golf. I love watching golf until the sun sets. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that's weird out here is that it starts at a normal hour. I guess uh, all the West Coast stuff, but I can get really used to this. I I would love being out here for a college football Saturday and NFL Sunday when you wake up nine in the morning. Uh, you're you're ready to go because there's 11 o'clock games going and it, it's phenomenal. I like getting the day started early and ending. I don't have to stay up till midnight to finish the game either. Yeah, I was up late last night watching the end of that Trailblazers Rockets game, which was a good one. Uh, I didn't have any mm-hmm. money on it. If I I probably yeah. should have because I probably would have been on the Portland side of it. But that was a good one. Uh, by the way, we want to let everyone know we started a new po- sponsorship with the Thrive Fantasy app. So follow them on Twitter. Number one at Thrive Fantasy, uh, and we'll give you more details later. Later on in the show, uh, we got a promo code you can use for a $20 bonus, and it's basically prop bets. So we'll give you much more information a little bit later in the show. But for now, head over to Twitter and follow at Thrive Fantasy, who we're now partnered with here on By the Hook. Let's talk about this game tonight, Andrew. Thunder and Lakers. Obviously, uh, Thunder looked great against the Jazz. Thunder looked not so great against the Nuggets. Dennis Schroeder uh, is out due to the birth of his child. Congratulations to he and his wife. Thunder, five-and-a-half-point dogs tonight. How are you feeling about this one? I feel pretty good about it. You said they didn't look great against the Nuggets. You're, you're right to some extent, though, Colby, but they had a was a seven-point lead with a couple minutes to play in that game, three minutes, three-and-a-half minutes, whatever it was. They didn't close that game, and, of course, it helps to have Dennis Schroeder out there. And You say this, I think they were a two-point favorite in that game. Uh, you know, Chris Paul misses a free throw at the end of that thing. They win by one. I don't know if they would have covered, but if you're just talking about a straight-up win, when are you counting on Chris Paul ever missing a free throw down the stretch? So they gave away that game to some extent. 
Yeah, Gallinari missed a free throw late as well. Maybe I just uh, – I felt like the offense never really had any rhythm in that game against Denver. I, mm-hmm. I pretty much watched the whole game. It was an afternoon game. Uh, got the yard yep. mode, got inside, and watched the basketball uh, all afternoon. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like there was no rhythm, and maybe it's because of the way the game was officiated. Uh, I thought that they were so, so happy with the whistles pretty much start to finish that the game itself didn't have any rhythm. Uh, I guess maybe mm-hmm. I'm just comparing it to how good they looked on Saturday against Utah, but LA, I think, has, has kind of looked good, kind of looked not so good out there, but I don't know about the matchup for Oklahoma City as far as who you're going to have defend Anthony Davis. Obviously, it's going to be defense by committee, but the Lakers present some pretty serious matchup problems for Oklahoma City. Well, yeah, you got LeBron, and the best Thunder lineup is, uh, you know, Gilgis Alexander, CP3 and Schroeder, and when those three guys are in, that, that's what's been the success for the Thunder this year, and when one of them is out, it disrupts all of that. I don't think you can count on Baisley. You can't really depend on Robertson. You can't. Uh, Nader's look good at times, but I think I think what you do here is if the, the bet is I have a hard time not taking the five and a half because I don't know what the Lakers' motivation really is. The Thunder have a lot more motivation to try to, to, try to you know, weasel a matchup here or there. Uh, I, I think it's a no play, honestly, um, because the Thunder could play really well and, and not cover this game. I would stay away from it. If you see a, uh, if you see a prop, maybe, on Gildas Alexander or Chris Paul, a bunch of assists, maybe an over on those guys, because I think that the, if the Thunder have any chance of winning this game, one of those guys has got to go crazy. Yeah, the Lakers are six and a half clear of the Clippers. You're speaking about motivation here. Lakers are six and a half clear, so the Lakers are the one seed. They've got it locked up. Um, Oklahoma City, on the other hand, currently sitting in the six, two games ahead of Dallas for the seven seed, but only two and a half back of Denver at the three. So that's, I mean, giving up that game to Denver the other day was huge because the gap from Denver to four at Houston is two games. So Oklahoma City is only half a game out of that 4-5 matchup, which will allow them to avoid Denver in the first round. And Oklahoma City wants to avoid Denver in the first round because Jokic is such a bad matchup for Adams. I actually think Oklahoma City, whenever you take all that into account, I think they'll be able to keep this game close tonight. I I think that this is a play for me with Oklahoma City plus the 5.5. I wouldn't money line it at plus 190, but plus 5.5, this this game feels like it could be competitive the whole way and then one team wins by 3, 4, or 5 at the end. I think I would lean that way with you just because I think that the Thunder have a little bit more motivation. And I think you could see L.A. come out, uh, get behind early, and then you know sort of rally late. They have the better player, obviously. They have the better team, obviously. But I don't know what their motivation is for this game. Again, you know, the Thunder uh, are thinking matchups in the playoffs. The home, the home court has nothing to do with it anymore. Which yeah, it's is just who you play. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. So whether you're a four or the five, really doesn't matter it's about like you said would you rather play denver would you rather play somebody else and i don't know if the thunder are in a position to look ahead but if you're the four or five that puts you up against the lakers in the second round although i don't think the thunder have any business being greedy at this point yeah i don't either i'm not worried about the second round i'm more worried about the first round and i think houston would be a better matchup and i know that utah would be a better matchup. I think yeah. everybody kind of wants to get Utah in the first round right now. So that would still require a couple things to go Oklahoma City's way. Uh, I'll say this, Portland going ahead knocking off Houston last night, that's nice for the uh, yeah. for, for the Thunder's chances of leapfrogging both the Jazz and the Rockets. Well, when you watch the Rockets, if you're a Thunder fan, and I assume we have a lot of people listening that are Thunder fans in the Oklahoma City area, 
they look very similar to Thunder teams that we've seen in the past. All the talent in the world, all the offense in the world, but what team do you get on a night-to-night basis? Do they care about playing defense? D'Antoni is not exactly some sort of taskmaster when it comes to, you know, uh, Coach K pounding the floor, Tom Izzo style defense. That's just not going to happen. So I thought last night's play, you mentioned that you would have been on Portland. Everyone was on Portland last night, and they led that game from start to finish. They were the better team the whole way. Yeah, they were. They were out-rebounding Houston by like 22 at one point. I think in the second quarter, they were Mm out-rebounding Houston by 22, which is absolute insanity, but Houston's decided not to play with a center. They decided not to do that when they traded Capella away. Uh, Let me ask you this. Did you watch that game to its end last night by chance? I did not. No, I did not. We were out to dinner. Oh, Anniversary dinner last night. Oh, oh congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you How go, uh, yeah. what, steakhouse, seafood? What was the What was the meal of choice? We, we did get steaks last night, and we were, out, we were on a patio, so we were socially distanced here in California. So it was great. Love it. Absolutely love it. So you, you would have really appreciated Russell Westbrook at the end of that game. Portland, I think, had gone up by maybe seven in overtime. Mm-hmm. And uh, the game was pretty much over. There's like 20 seconds left. And Russ and Gary Trent Jr. go up to grab a rebound, loose ball, something. And Gary Trent Jr. nicks it. But then it hits both of Russell Westbrook's hands very clearly. Both right mm-hmm. and left. Then goes out of bounds, and there's not a trailblazer anywhere near it. So they rule it Portland's ball. Russ is furious. Asking right. for the review, beside himself, yelling at the ref, beside himself that he awarded Portland possession here. And then they showed the replay, and it's like, oh, my God, that hit both of his hands clear as day. What was not, he taking? No, not fingertips either. It hit, like, the entire fingers on both of his hands <laughs> and went out of bounds. And Russell Westbrook absolutely uh, full-on protested on the court that that ball would have dared been awarded to Portland. So, basically, what you're saying is classic rough. Classic Russ. Russ gonna Russ, but uh, it was yeah. a good game. It, it was a fun watch. It was, watching Houston's weird. I I don't know. I don't know if I enjoy it. I don't know if I hate it. I just kind of watch it and, and take it for what it is. So uh, anything else tonight in the NBA? Let me. I just had them pulled up. Uh, let me ask you this: were, was, you, were you on the Nets yesterday plus the eighteen and a half on the money line? No, I wasn't. But I'll tell you where I did pick the Nets was plus fourteen second half which meant I think they were leading by eight, which meant, or six, maybe six or eight at halftime. But I, so I basically had them plus eight the rest of the way for the game. So I bit a little bit on the total. I didn't get all 18 of it, but I got enough in the second half, and it ended up being a nice winner. Biggest upset in NBA history since, what, 2003? Uh, I think longer ago than that even, as yeah, 18 it was and something. a half point dogs. I mean, it was you something just, ridiculous. You, you never see an 18 and a half point line. Never. No. That's just such no. a huge, huge line. And to have that team actually win, I think is a little bit crazy. So what were you saying, lines you might like tonight? So uh, we got Philly tonight. Here's the games we got. Philly, uh, they're given 10 and a half against a terrible Wizards team. Uh, Denver and San Antonio is an interesting one. That's coming up at 3 o'clock your time. Uh, so uh, that's Denver's a slight favorite there, two and a half, three points. Of course, you got the Thunder and Lakers. And then the late game tonight, I think is interesting too because it's Toronto, it's Toronto minus five or so uh, against Orlando. Orlando came out hot. Remember, they won their first two games. I think that's the play of all the games today. Uh, I'm not sure on Philly, uh, given the 10 and a half. I, I don't trust Washington, of course, to get the 10 and a half. But I think Orlando's the fade play. They lost uh, yesterday, in fact. They got blown out by the Pacers. I thought that was a pretty easy one, too, because the Pacers have been playing okay, and Orlando's been playing really well. They were due for a a step back. Remember, this team isn't, this Orlando team isn't a 50 win team. They're under 500. They're trying to make the playoffs, so good for them. But Toronto, 
you know, they're 48 and 18. That's no joke. After losing Kawhi Leonard, uh, that's impressive what they've done this year. I think Toronto's the play at uh, minus five, minus six. Uh, yeah, I'm actually showing them that line's inflated. I think a lot of people are thinking what you're thinking. I'm showing seven and a half now. Oh, uh, it's already moved up. Okay. That's the and line. Also, I, I, yeah, I, it's I a big line. That, uh, you also get Nets and Celtics. Uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the big line in the NBA, but at seven or eight and a half, whatever it's up to now, I, I don't think you can give too many with Boston there. I, I would take the Celtics in that one. Uh, yeah, I think the Nets, especially coming off that high of winning as right. 18 and a half point right. dogs yesterday, I think the Celtics yep. will will have a good chance uh, in that one. So yep. I'm with you there. All right, let's tell people a little bit about Thrive Fantasy, uh, and then we'll okay. pivot over to the PGA Championship. So, Andrew, you've tinkered around with it a little bit. It's a lot of fun. Yep. It's it's essentially uh, prop bets. Right. It, a lot of people are familiar with uh, DraftKings, with FanDuel, so it's set up the same way as that. Uh, you can go in, you can set your lineup, but instead of taking players, instead of taking teams, what you're doing is you're looking at a number of different props, and it's all Vegas odds on props. You have to take five of ten. They give you ten choices, and for example, you might take, it might show Chris Paul at 35, over or under 35. You, you want a couple of the points. NBA ones tonight? I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, I need to look at, I, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'll probably do a golf one as well, but you, you might get something like Chris Paul over under 35 total points, rebounds, and assists. And you might get 80 points, for example, for taking the over or 120 points for taking the under. You're ranked up against different people depending on what contest you want to do. If you want to do a $2 contest, you can do a $2. If you want to do a $500 contest, you can do a $500 contest. And the other thing I really like on it, it's not on the app portion, but on the desktop portion, you can basically create any parlay you want. They throw in dozens and dozens of NBA props, for example. If you want to bet a $2 one and you want to pick two teams, it pays just like an NBA prop would, uh, what, 2.6 to 1. If you want to pick three props and get them right, it's going to give you 6 to 1. Four is going to give you 10.5 or 11 to 1. So you can choose your own prop, pay, play it for $2, play it for 5 play it for 100 if you want to. So it's all prop bets which makes it really easy. They reset each day. If you want to bet e-games, they've got e-games. They've got PGA, like I said. And I, and I fooled around a little bit with the NBA and the PGA. I had some success in the NBA one the first night. I think I got second out of 20 in my contest that I entered for 5 bucks. So that was a nice little payoff. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's uh, it's really interesting the way they've got this set up. They've awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launching in 2018. Uh, if you're a PGA guy like me, me and Andrew, they've got new contests each day of the tournament, Thursday only, right. Friday only, Saturday only. So if you run out of bad Thursday lineup, maybe you can see who's playing well, put something better together for Friday. So this is what you need to do. Download the Thrive Fantasy app. Use the promo code HOOK when you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So you go in, you deposit $20, you receive a $20 bonus. You can play all these fun props this week with the NBA going on, the PGA Championship. So again, download the Thrive Fantasy app and use the code HOOK uh, as they've partnered with us here on Buy the Hook. So everybody, head on over to Thrive Fantasy, check that out, uh, and enjoy some winning this week. Speaking of some winning this week... By the way, last week, I told you I was on Brooks Kepka and Justin Thomas, so I felt pretty, yeah, good, nice felt pretty good coming down the stretch. JT ends up winning. Yep. Uh, so yep. let, me, let me get your thoughts on the PGA, and then I'll tell you who I've bet this week. Well, I know what you're thinking. So I was just going to fade um, Colby this week by saying there's no reason. There is no reason. I, I, I can't imagine any reason. There's less of a reason 
for John, there's more of a reason for John Vanderbilt to hit driver on 18 than there is to take Tiger Woods this week. Wrong. There is no Wrong. reason to take Tiger Woods. I can give you a great reason to take Tiger Woods this week. You ready? He started at, he started at 20 to 1. If you took him at 20 to 1, he, you should just hang it up. He's already at 35 by most accounts. This, yeah, I'm not showing him at 30. That, let me give you a okay, reason. Though. You, you said you wanted a good reason, and I have a good a reason. reason. I have a okay. good reason. I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan, but I always I root for whatever I've got money on. So sure. if Tiger is staring down his 16th major and his 83rd PGA Tour win to pass Sam Snead, the last thing I want to be worried about is having money on somebody else. So, yes, I will be having Tiger Woods as one of my plays this week. Small play. $10, that's what I'm doing for all my golfers this week, but I will be having money on him for the very simple reason that if he's in contention, I don't want to have to worry about anything other than rooting for Tiger Woods. That's not a reason to bet him. That's a reason to basically hedge your own ego because you're a Tiger fan, which is fine, which is fine, but the dude hasn't played well. He's not playing better than Justin Thomas or Shoffley or any of these. Justin Thomas is the player, and he might only get nine and a half to one on him. But if he's not in that final group or the final couple groups, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'd be absolutely I, uh, shocked. I would not recommend that our listeners bet Tiger Woods unless you're doing it for the reason that I am. If you're strictly betting only to hit a winner, I wouldn't bet Tiger this week. If you're doing it because okay. you want to root for him, then so be it. Uh, I've hit five out of eight winners since the PGA Tour has restarted. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah. And, I've and, got two of them. I've I, got two. I mean, I, I, I am betting six golfers a week, but, I mean, right. these are that's really still. stacked fields that have 40 or 50 guys a week that can win the tournament. So let me give you the guys I've bet this week. Back okay. on June 29th, I placed a bet mm-hmm. on Bryson DeChambeau. I actually don't really like him that much coming in this week. But back no, on June but 29th. No, good odds on him. Yeah, I got him at 25 to 1. So I actually put 20 yeah. on Bryson back on June 29th. So that's kind of an outlier bet. But the guys I like this week that I'm playing, like I said, I'm putting 10 on Tiger for the reason I just told you. But my other bets this week, I'm putting 10 on Xander Shoffley at 20 to 1. Love, love that. I'm seeing him at 18. But yeah, I love that play. I'm putting 10 on Patrick Cantlay at 25 to 1. That was the other one I was going to mention. I see him at 28, so I really like him. California guy. Oh, yeah. If you see him at 28, yeah. I, I like that a lot. Uh, at yep. 28, I like Webb Simpson. I've been a huge Webb Simpson guy all Not, season. I'm a Webb Simpson guy. I had him last year, at the, two years ago at the Masters, where he had a nice – the last year at the Masters, he was in contention. Yeah. Uh, coming down the stretch, uh, but I don't like him this week. New caddy, not playing. I don't think he's fared well the last two weeks with this guy. When he's not, he's got a new caddy. When he doesn't have the one on his bag that he's got right now, it, it doesn't work out. Yeah, Paul Tesori is his normal caddy, and Paul Tesori is a phenomenal caddy. Uh, if you watched him win at Harbor Town, they had some really good conversations down the stretch. Whenever you get these players and caddies, uh, some mics near them, and then my yep. final play is my long shot. And it's a guy who I know can handle the marine layer and the weather out there because I watched him do it in person last year at Pebble Beach on Sunday, and that's Gary Woodland at 50-1. Yep. to one. I've seen him mentioned. I don't think that's a bad play at all. You know, he's a hardy Kansas guy, so of course he can handle the marine layer. Uh, I, I agreed with you on Shoffley. He's a guy that can get you out of – he gets out of trouble. If he has a bad round, he can come back and get – he can go low on you. Uh, he's, he's done that this season. Can't lay another California guy we talked about. I got a name for you, a guy that's playing pretty well, and you can get 48 to 1 on him, and everyone's heard of him. Jason Day, former number one, three straight top seven finishes, workday memorial in the WGC last week. He might be playing pretty well, and if you can get him around 50 to 1, that's, that's a pretty solid play, especially on $10 bet. 
I know he's not going to like this play because he can't putt, and he's like your local uh, he's like your local uh, doctor. He doesn't work well on weekends. Tony Finau, but the dude's a top ten guy. He's right there every time. He's going to break through at some point, and like your bet on Tiger Woods, I don't really want to be on the outside of Tony Finau win when I bet him. I sort of feel like I'm pot committed on him to some extent. But if he's fifty to one, I'd, I'd throw a little something at him. Yeah, uh, if- Danny. Real quick, Jason Day, before we move on too far from him, I, I yeah. like him if it's 90 degrees every day. I have the same concern yeah. with him that I have for Tiger. He's got a bad back. It's going to be 50s in the morning, maybe get into the 60s in the afternoon, cold, cloudy, yep. foggy, yep. windy. Um, so because of the weather, that's a big red flag for me with Jason Day. So I'm, I'm staying away, but I don't hate the Finau pick. I've actually got him rostered in DraftKings this week. Yeah, I, I just think he's a guy that's going to show up for a couple days and if the weather's as bad as it is, uh, you know, maybe nobody goes particularly low. And, uh, you know, it looked windy. It looked pretty miserable. They were bundled up. And, you know, I'm sitting out here in the desert. It was 113 yesterday, so I can't oh really God. fathom that. I can't really fathom that right now. So it was a little, it, it was a little stifling for our golf round. Let's put it that way. Uh, I would imagine so, yeah. You sent some pictures, though. Looks like good golf out there in Cali. Yeah, let's, well, I mean, come on. How ba- I mean, you start at 730 in the morning. You load up on some waters, and then you sit by the pool the rest of the day. It's a pretty good vibe. Yeah, not bad at all. So, uh, any other any other favorites this week at the PGA that you really like? Oh, I mean, I, I just think in a, in a major championship, it's sort of what Brooks Kepka said uh, last year, the year before, and why he's able to win this stuff. The best players show up, so you can eliminate half the field right off the bat, but they don't have the fortitude to win. So, I think going deep and trying to find someone at the very bottom of this thing that may break through. I don't know that that's your best bet. I think Justin Thomas is, you're only getting nine and a half to one on him, but that's, you're getting, you know, you're going to get a guy that's going to finish this thing. He's a winner in the past. He's played well. He's coming off a win last week. I I think there's too much value in the big names this week or or, not enough in in guys that you hadn't really heard of. I I wouldn't go with Richie Wyszynski, for example. You know, that doesn't seem good to me. You you don't think he's going to win two weeks in a row? Warinsky, right. He won Barracuda last week. He, he played did, well. Yeah. Two weeks ago, he was, uh, what was he leading, uh, coming down the stretch, and he just sort of folded on the back nine. But lots of other guys do that. But give me Kepka, give me JT, give me a big name this week. It's a major. Let I don't think you, you want to – you don't want to overthink it. No, you're right. You uh, you said you like Finau. I'm getting a 72-hole a matchup where you can bet Tony Finau against Jordan Spieth, but you've got to lay mm-hmm. minus 120 for Finau. You like that? Wow, so they think Finau is going to be there too over Spieth. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on how bad that one round that Finau is going to give you a couple 68s, but he may shoot a 77 in there. That's the problem with him. Um, but, you know, Spieth has been known to do that too and then show up on Sunday and give you a 64 to get you a T15. Uh, I, I would probably favor Finau on that. I can't believe he's a favorite, though, I, just because. I would think the betting public would be all over speed and something like that. Another kind of fun one with a local guy is Victor Hovland is minus 120 <laughs> in his matchup with Tyrrell Hatton. Now, this is narrow yeah. fairways. It's deep rough, and Victor Hovland hits the ball straight off the tee. Nearly every tournament that he plays, he is, if not first, he's in the top three in strokes gained off the tee. So, you like Hovland's chances at all this yeah. week at contending in the tournament? Well, I, I, I'm I'm staying as far away from Hatton as possible. He was one of my picks last week. He just didn't. He didn't. I don't. If there was a cut, he wouldn't have made it Saturday. He played terrible. Uh, so I don't know what kind of. Uh, and plus, he's he's sort of combustible too. Way more than sort positive, of combustible. So I would def, 
uh, I would definitely take Hovland. In fact, at Hovland at 45 to 1, I might throw a little something on that. I just like the way he plays. Easy to cheer for, too. And, you know, he's, he's had a good season. So I, I, I wouldn't mind looking at Hovland this week at 45 to 1. Yeah, I love his game off the tee at a place where the fairways will be so narrow uh, and the rough's up. They said they topped it at three and a half inches overnight. And uh, that's mm-hmm. the last time they're touching it. They will not touch the rough again between now and when the tournament ends. So looking forward to the PGA. We got major championship golf. We got a lot of good NBA action, Thunder Lakers tonight. Andrew, good stuff. We'll do it again next week. All right, so on the record, give me JT to win this week, and who is your one pick to win this week? One pick to win. One pick, ugh, not looking at value or anything? No value or anything. Who is your winner? Oh, that's so tough. I've been telling everybody Webb because I like Webb's value, but if I'm not going on value, um, gosh, give me Brooks for the three-peat if I'm not going on value. Yeah. There you go. I think it's going to be good. I think be great if those guys are paired together, too, in the end. That's going to be a good Sunday. It would be awesome. Absolutely awesome. So, all right, enjoy California. Try to stay cool. Definitely will. Talk to you next week. All right, good stuff. That's Andrew Gilman. I'm Colby Powell. Thanks for listening to By the Hook. Once again, Thrive Fantasy. Download the app, Thrive Fantasy. Use the promo code HOOK. Receive a $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Do it now before the PGA Championship gets underway. Promo code HOOK on Thrive Fantasy. We are back next week. Thanks for listening once again to By the Hook.